we've approved a lot of people at the hospital, clients for uh, AIDS, like sex toys. And one of them got a like a fleshlight thing. We're like super stoked in the meeting where they gave it to him. And then he came back like five minutes later. He was like, it's not charged. Charged? <laughs> yeah. Got a battery in it? Yeah. For what? The expensive ones, dude. Like yeah. The key to that. No, there's a, there's a motor in there that like undulates. Oh. Wow. Like, it squeezes, right? Like. Yeah, it goes. Wah, 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 wah. I don't the really expensive lighting. ones, the really expensive ones you can get, they'll like pulsate to the beat of your music. You hook them up to your MP3 player. Awesome. <laughs> I've heard on the death metal. I, 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 sorry. Blast Are we beats. recording right now? Is this uh, going to end up? Be, I mean, I'm getting some of them. Still. Is this going to be this? Blast. Is it going to be like the last time Christian was here, Blast. where we talk about sex the whole time and <laughs> not motorcycles? I'm still trying to get the gate. When do we talk about? We, we talked about talk we talked about, about online dating. Yeah, it was. yeah, I swear to God, we talked about your history with motorcycling, but it n- did not make it up. Two minutes. Yeah, it felt That's like fine. it was longer than that. Yeah, I kept digging back <laughs> through it when I was editing it, and I was like, I know we talked about motorcycles. I got to find something for the commercial that's motorcycle related. Like, it's gonna happen. It never fucking happened. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, and because fucking asshole George told me there was too much bass in my podcast. Orgy? Try and drop that down a little bit and see how this episode sounds. Slappity bass. But it's like your radio voice. It needs to have the deep bass. That's what I thought. But he said it was like, I mean. I've listened to all of them and the recording quality is not stellar, but it's a lot better than some supposedly professional professional podcasts that I've listened to. I think it's fine. Yeah, I've got people. I mean, you can tell that it's like Adam does everything. Yeah. <laughs> that we don't like, we don't have an engineer and a producer and shit. It's all DIY. But that's definitely what we've been going for since the beginning. So I yep. don't feel bad about it. I'm not, nobody's mad. Well, except George, obviously. Yeah. Call that dude's got an opinion like, about everything. George. There's too much bass in my car. If it's too Turn loud, you're down, too bro. old. So, George, if this is rattling you right now, get uh, so buttons, we're back. Season three, episode one. Oh, just like that. Ride more, talk less podcast. Straight in. Yeah, straight in. No, straight in. No four. Just fucking no. raw yep. dog. Slam it in there. Man, it feels like it's been. It's been forever. It, it feels like it's been forever. And we didn't do that many episodes in season two, so it feels really sparse. And I'm not excited about that. And I'm going to try to do better to be better in the future. We'll All see. of us. Well, I mean, on the plus side, it's t- it's uh, it's talk more ride less season right now. As, we're, as we come into the, the end of the rain. summer and the start of the fucking rain. And we got a lot to talk about. Unless you're a Christian who rides all the time because he's a real man. How My dick isn't that big. Year. It's not either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as a as an experiment before the podcast, I went out and bought a forty five dollar bottle of whiskey and the ten dollar equivalent bottle of whiskey, and we all pretty much agreed that a cork is worth the thirty five dollars for the bottle of whiskey. <laughs> surprise, surprise! The forty five dollar bottle was a yeah. lot fucking better. Um, but that said, if you're the type of fucking person who likes to put water in their whiskey, just go ahead and buy the $6 bottle or the $10 bottle because I feel like that tasted exactly the same. I mean, the, the, I don't, I hate saying shit like notes. I don't buy any, any of that crap really, but, uh, the, the profile was there. It was just buried under hot Hot and, and oh, yeah. watered down. Like, yeah. there was, yeah, there was definitely, like, it was, Adam tried it to was trick young, me. and it had water in it. Adam tried to trick me. He gave me both of them in two different glasses. Like, which one's which? And you can immediately smell uh, which one's the cheap one. It smells cheap. I was hoping that I wouldn't be able to tell, but 
how you could. It's unfortunate. Totally. I was I was hopeful too. I was like, oh look, the exact same make, model, everything. Yep. But you know, you can put Harley badges on a Honda Shadow and it still rides like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're thinking of the Vulcan. Oh, that's why my mic sucks. Hold on, I gotta twist this around so it's actually facing my face. Oh, is it not? It wasn't. So everybody double check. Make sure the oh, letters on the mic should be facing your face. Mine is. I paid attention. I didn't. So I'm the only loser in the bunch. It's the one thing I did not forget from all this time off. I didn't even know. See? We got lots of stuff to talk about, and we're going to break it up so that you guys have to come back. It's going to be like we're going to leave you with a teaser, and then you're like, oh, well, a shit, cliffhanger. man. Yeah. Ooh, are we going to do cliffhangers? Next um, time on Ride More Talk <laughs> No. No. I, that sounds like too much work. Oh, I was watching a TV show. It was, was it a documentary or something? Anyway, no fucking good reason for it to have a cliffhanger, and it had a cliffhanger. I think it was a scientific documentary about the universe or something, and I was like, really? You ended on a cliffhanger on a documentary on a season finale? You fucking pieces of shit. So I got to wait until next year to find out that the universe is real fucking big? <laughs> And it's continuing to expand. Whoa! I think that's temporary. That's so. A lot of people. Uh, a lot of people would real burp. A lot of people would agree with you. Yeah, a lot of people say that the the big collapse isn't a thing. You know, I think that the universe is a constantly expanding and collapsing thing. I think that as star di- as stars die and create black holes, you increase the gravity, and therefore it'll start pulling back in on itself, and boom, another big bang, and then we get to go through all this bullshit again. Did you go through the? Did you go to the same school for astrophysics that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson did? School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> yeah, that one. The yeah. School of Pro Wrestling. The the streets of Brooklyn. No, I did not. Yeah, no. I mean, it does make me wonder what iteration we're on and how many times I've existed before. I do know from all <laughs> of my internet experience <laughs> that uh, this right now where we are is the worst timeline. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta say, like, man, everybody complains, like, in the in the generations, they're like, oh, my parents didn't prepare me for this. Well, fuck, man, how could they have known that this was gonna be the end of the fucking world? Like, and that things were gonna be this shitty. There's no way that with their experience, I mean, they could have prepared me better, like, for the general bullshit in the world, but nobody, nobody was ready for what was coming. I just wish the universal expansion or contraction could happen and we could just see it. I mean, if you didn't exist in linear time, you'd be able to, but that's the problem. And that's the whole thing with like, with um, disappointing. It's like imagining it it could happen. And it's like, well, cool. Maybe it'll happen, but I won't be around for it. Yeah. When it comes into like space time and trying to wrap my head around the mysteries of the universe, like the biggest thing that I have trouble with is trying to, trying to view the world outside of linear time because there, I don't believe that everything in the universe experiences linear time in the way that humans do. And that's been kind of well proven that space time is outside of linear time and that everything's happening simultaneously all the time. And you do something today and it just echoes through the universe at the speed of light. So every time you jerk off that nut is infinite. It's infinite, like <laughs> there's a just society. cruising through space. And at any point, a far off alien race can get a telescope and zoom in on that moment in time and just there, watch you beating it over and over and over there's again. There's a society of aliens that know exactly how many times I've jerked it. Oh, for sure. They're keeping tally marks. They on got the a whiteboard. Oh, twice in one day. Wow. Good going. <laughs> it's not even breakfast yet. And he's got three in the books. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, I'm going to pour myself another shot of that. I'm going to start. I'm going to start saying this one's for you, Tralfamador, when I climax. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's a Vonnegut reference to the fourth dimensional alien beings in the novel uh, the Slaughter- Slaughterhouse Five. Christian, this is the last time you're going to be invited to the podcast. Like what? we had a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We talked at the we talked at the coffee shop about what we're going to talk about and how many episodes we're going to knock out today. And here we are talking about whacking it again because fucking Christians in the room. Not my fault. Might be a little your fault. 
<laughs> claim no responsibility. Uh, you shouldn't have to claim any responsibility for this. And look at this box over here. Gildan t-shirts setting the standard of garbage. I don't. What are they setting the standard of? The shirts are terrible. I need a new computer for the podcast. Well, this thing is fucking die? terrible. No, it's still running. I just, I clicked over to the new screen. It just froze and stared at me for a while. I'm like, I have no idea if the last five minutes of stuff got recorded or not. Excellent. That's cool. I think it did. Quality. Well, we'll find um, out. So It'll be like that. That's what happened with uh, Christian and his history with motorcycling. Yeah. So it oh, just disappeared. It just didn't get recorded. Yeah. Just, Wait. It's like one now. Doug was saying he was going to stop by around three. Yeah. Uh, you six. guys are both first timers on the Ori Gun Run. Yeah, we are. So let's get your perspective. You rode with Doug, didn't you? For a good chunk of it. And you both yeah. had to do like repairs. This would be fun. Yeah. Let's talk about your experience on the Ori Gun Run. And oh, yeah. then we'll compare that with Doug's experience on the Ori Gun Run. Because sure. you actually had pretty similar runs. And I'm curious yeah. how you're both going to view it. Because I remember. Doug doesn't remember this, and we'll get into this when Doug comes in. But I remember dragging Doug kicking and screaming through the first two oh, yeah. days of the, the oh, Ori yeah. Gun Run. It was a struggle just to motivate him to keep going. Yeah, and if you talk to him about it now, he was bought in, and mm, yeah. it was the best time of his life. He's not the first person that I've that I've had that conversation with, though. There's a lot of people that struggle on their first one, yeah, and I then really it. love it, like in hindsight. Yeah. I could totally see that happening, especially if you're not uh Yeah, let's drink camping Lions bottle of Steelers small, small batch instead of long rides at all. So do you want like the whole like struggle bus background story too or what? I mean we can get in as deep as you want. Uh let's try to keep it in tune with talking about the Ori gun run and not anything too far back or too far forward. Yeah. Um, so maybe I don't know how, when you say struggle bus, I don't know how deep you're going to, I don't want to hear about how like your mom, like didn't treat you right. Or if you were a premature birth and she didn't love you. Capacity is not where it should be for riding motorcycles. Yeah. Not that far back. Why your head's misshapen because she decided to clench when she should have pushed. Yeah. It just reminds me of of Dennis Leary. (laughs) My parents didn't love me enough. Uh, let's see. So, I've heard about the Oregon run for years and I was going to do it 2019 until COVID canceled it. And then, uh, that's not how that happened, but or, yeah, whatever, whatever happened. We had uh Oregon run in 2019. I mean, yeah, the 2021. Yeah. Because COVID-19 fuck numbers. Fuck a COVID. You know what? I got to tell you my, the COVID run was my favorite run personally of, of the five that I've done. If you exclude really? COVID run, because I technically didn't get to ride my motorcycle on COVID run, breakdown run was my favorite. Like, I, 2018, when the, the shit hit the fan, or was that 2018? Yeah, 2018. Yep. When the shit hit the fan in 2018, that was probably when I was at my best as a motorcyclist and in the in the thick of it. Like, That's when you peaked? Man. It was a good weekend. Anyway, back to this year. Yes, Christian. How did you come to Oregon Run? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, We're the hosts of the podcast. It's all about us. That's how he came to the Oregon Run. You what? Quickly and with enthusiasm. Yes. (laughs) And sweat on his brow and grit in his teeth. How did you come to the Oregon Run? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was... Yeah, I've been looking forward to it ever since kind of like actually hearing about what it is. And then uh, the, my first opportunity is canceled, so I was definitely on board to get it at this last one. And uh, Doug had been hanging around, and we talked him into doing it as long as I would help him uh, pack his camping gear, which is fine. I got luggage space. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure so- out how he was going to do that on that bike of his. Turns yeah, out he, he just makes other people carry just, his shit. He needs some motivation. That's fine. <laughs> I can help. It's funny. Um, at, at registration, I was like talking to, to Doug and he's like, Christian broke down and my shit's not here. And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know, the easy answer is just to pack your own gear. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, part, 
being the deal of like packing his gear um, to get him on because I wanted him to experience it too. Um, I the our plan was he lives relatively close to me. We'd meet up in the morning, ride registration, head out with everybody else, do the whole plan. Uh, what really happened was um, I had a uh, the week before I had a really slow leak in my rear tire. So I plugged that the night before, which was, you know, a mistake, especially being the first time I've ever plugged a tire. Bad move. That didn't show up until a little later. But Friday morning, um, I text Doug, I'm on my way. And then the bike doesn't start. So text him, hold on, I got to push start it. I got push started, say, okay, now I'm on my way. And I make it three blocks and it dies. Does the, like, digital dash fade out lights go out and then the engine dies a moment later i text him again it's like hey uh shit's a little wonky uh how about you go to registration i'm gonna get a new battery um and we'll meet up over there there's a random dude that helped me get home that's awesome went down the uh, auto store got a new battery threw it in start right up i get across town doug's got all of our registration and uh swag and stuff meet you guys at cc and you were there and had a whole crew ready to rock so we headed out like five minutes later and then it was about uh just after oregon city the bike died again and i pulled over with all of doug's camping gear with me and i told him on the comms that uh hey died again uh i don't know what's going on we got hold of um adam lexi to uh call somebody with the truck to come pick up uh doug's camping gear just in case i couldn't make it and was that uh was that the little white truck i think so yeah that's um law tigers provided that truck for the oh. one yeah well thanks for them since they it were, up. yeah since they were on the podcast and super nice guys yeah they're cool. shout out like law tigers is awesome if they're doing an event and uh, or if they're at an event, they're going to make sure that you have a good time. Yeah, they definitely uh, went out of their way to help Doug out and me out. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen then. It could have been the end of the run for me right there. Uh, so they got Doug on his way, camping gear with Law Tigers. Um, I got AAA Tommy home. Uh, I'd been talking to John Gardner about texting him about what the issue might be. He says, your stator's probably fucked. Because you're not charging, apparently. So, AAA ride home. I do all my research on my phone. Get home on how to like check a stator. I go look for it, and the uh, wire harness dealio connector was burnt up and melted. I'm like, oh, there's the problem. And uh, luckily, I've got some tools and wire, and uh, cut it up, splice it together. Turned the engine on, tested the stator, works fine. All the voltages are right. Um, splice it in and get on my way. That was it's like the beginning of the day was trying to get to registration. The whole struggle bus was like 7 a.m. And by the time I got it put back together, it was like 3. So I text. You traveled back in time? 3 p.m.? I'm, I was kidding. I was being intentionally <laughs> obtuse. You said you started at seven and then you got it all put together yeah. back at three. <laughs> so I texted John again and uh, he was not heading out till after work around four. And he's like, Hey, you make it I'm like, yeah, I'm running again, heading across town to meet you. He goes, okay, cool. I'll wait for you. And I get to the Ross Island bridge, that short little tunnel right before the bridge. And I rip a little too hard in there. Cause I'm really excited to get on the run. And that, patch job i did on the rear tire decided that's a good time to blow out and it blows and i feel it just i don't know immediately deflate completely and all the cars behind me are yelling at me hey your rear tires by i'm like yeah i can feel it thanks thanks for that yeah believe yep, it or I, not we know i totally know <laughs> pull over uh good thing i kept the patch kit with me and uh Definitely got it in there better. Um, found a random person in traffic with an air compressor to pump it up. 
um, very, very convenient. As soon as I got done uh, patching it and pumped up, I was putting my gear on. John calls me and says, hey, what what happened? I'm like, all this shit, I'm, I think I'm good now. He goes, okay, I'll wait for you. Get over here. We head down um, together and meet you guys in Lapine like at 8 p.m. I don't know. Yeah, you guys made a good time late. for leaving, yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as the rest of the run goes, it was great. The cold in Lapine. Um, and then we, uh, Doug had his first struggles right there. Uh, we didn't tell him that I was actually going to make it. So it was a nice little surprise. Um, but then that was that morning when, uh, Doug's bike didn't start. Well, and everybody had a rough night too. Cause it was like 20 degrees. It was on fucking Lapine cold. That night. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't believe it was going to happen, and then it happened. Yeah, I was trying to tell everybody before we left town. I was like, I hope you got a blanket insert, because it's going to be chilly. Uh-huh. Everybody's like, oh, no, we're camping in the desert. It's going to be warm and nice. Yeah, the not high that, desert. That's not how the hot... Yeah, that's <laughs> the how the shit works. Not the no, hot desert, the high the, desert. <laughs> well, and it doesn't even matter if it's high desert or low. Death Valley gets cold as fuck in the middle of the winter. Sure. Yeah, I had a nice sleeping that's bag. That's not what... De- desert doesn't mean hot. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I was comfy. I um, did okay. I woke up. I couldn't feel my, or my feet hurt really bad, even though they were in my sleeping bag. And uh, every time I woke up from pain in my feet, I just thought to myself, it's cool, man. It's only a problem when they stop hurting. And then I fell back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can still feel them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely drank too much that night. In Lapine. Yeah, like I, you do when you're on the run. Yeah. That's the whole we were, point. John and I were really excited to get there and uh, had some catching up to do, and that was a little bit of a mistake. Yeah. Let's not talk about Doug and his breakdowns. Those are his nope. stories. Okay. Those are his stories. Well, it was, Tell us about your okay. Ori gun run. I was glad to help motivate him to keep going on it. Yeah. Um, Mine uh, drank too much, may have hit my shin with a hammer and uh, cut it open a little bit. Were you playing stomp? Yeah. Yeah. First time. <laughs> okay, so there's a there's a kid. I, I'm not gonna name names on those, this one. There's a kid that goes on Oregon Run. He has for a few years now. He posted up on Instagram last night. They were at a camp out, and he brought Stump with him. Oh yeah. They had giant framing hammers, and they weren't flipping the hammers before they hit their nails. So it was literally just like just watching these it. people in a circle hit a nail with a hammer and then drink like. Well, sounds like, like a way better version. I mean, if you yeah. want to get shit faced, that's how you play stomp. Like that yeah, seems to be a lot easier. So yeah. the first the 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 first place that I ever saw stump outside of Oregon run, it wasn't stump. It was another game from the Midwest that's related in that it involves a hammer, a stump, and a nail. But it's called hammer schlagen. And you play it with a tack hammer. And a finishing nail. See, Whoa. that's what I was saying. Well, Challenge. I wouldn't do the finishing nail. I was seeing an attack hammer and then a big fat nail. It's really hard to drive in so that everybody has to like beat the shit out of it to try to get it to go. But what you do for hammer schlagging is the goal is to sink your nail first, to sink your nail first. Oh, but the way that you do it is you have, you, you don't, you don't flip the hammer. You just go up and back down. So like you can line your nail up and your hammer and then you go straight up and straight back down. And your goal is to like hit it, but it's a fucking tack hammer and and a finishing nail. So it's a bitch. Yeah. Your odds are fucking against you. Yeah. It's great though. And I'm not a carpenter, so I'm not even good with fucking hammers. I mean, I kind of agree with the, the framing hammer idea. I think that that's fun. You know, everybody else is playing with these tiny little fucking Home Depot bullshit homeowner hammers and you show yeah. up with like a professional framing hammer and just I mean, waste everybody. And the problem is when you get used to flipping those generic ass Home Depot hammers and working with a real hammer is complicated. Yeah. Especially when you're drunk. So yeah. Uh Stump. Drew, drew a little blood. That's fine. No stitches needed. Just a little bandage. That lasted the rest of the weekend, but um, my next one band aid uh, for the the rest of the weekend gauze and a okay. wrap. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Uh, spoilers, I just want to let you guys know because you're not here in the studio with us. But the end of that story is that uh, Christian here only has one leg now because he got, <laughs> <laughs> he got infected. He got septic and he it had makes, to have it. It makes shifting hard. <laughs> got a hand shifter now. <laughs> Versus with a hand shift. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so then uh, we get our let's see we go get breakfast we do the little loop around um the century loop what mountain is that oh yeah century oh, drive yeah that's yeah. yeah uh bachelor bachelor, bachelor. Yeah. yeah yeah that was a Could, really nice run i liked that ride it's a nice ride couldn't see the mountain really yeah it's like smoky or foggy or oh we saw it just fine i even took yeah. the time to go off really? the road yeah. i turned off at bachelor and went up to the lodge and shit for a minute with my buddy nice that i was riding with Oh, you weren't on the the rip out in the morning, were you? When we went, were you no, not when group? people did that. No, not when people. We just dragged. We met ass up with all. you at at, uh, at Spoken. Yeah. Okay. We just dragged ass all morning and then took our time getting up to Bend. We'll get into that with our story. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is Christian's moment oh, to shine. Nobody gives My a story. shit about Christian, man. Is I'm My sorry. Is this story. ride more talk less with Christian? Yeah. I mean, you would no. think that, but when you look at the numbers, Christian's episode actually did pretty good. Okay. Because <laughs> we didn't Apparently talk about people motorcycles. like jerking off. All right. Well, <laughs> it's a common thing. And and every time I say jerking off, I see our our like statistics skew away from women. Like it's like twenty three percent, twenty two percent, twenty one percent. Quit alienating. Women jerk off too. They just don't have a cool name for it, like jerking off. Rubbing one out. Flicking the bean. Flicking, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, rubbing bean. it out, flicking the bean. Saying hi to the man in the boat. <laughs> Yodeling in the can- Oh, wait, no, that's eating pussy. <laughs> Maybe when we have our, our female guest later, I'll have her list out all the... I'm really glad that the, I'm really really glad that my girlfriend has already stated that she will be <laughs> listening to this. She's like, I'm going to listen to your new episode. <laughs> Great. Oh yeah, that's so this is exactly why I didn't Perfect want time. you listening to this podcast. Wait, let's, let's, hold on, <laughs> we're off. We're off the rails. Okay. <laughs> Motorcycles. Uh, so uh, yeah, Century, Century Loop, Loop was great. Um, I kind of wish uh, I could just do that on my own sometimes, so I could really rip it. Um, it's still there, right? It didn't go anywhere, so yeah, I'm pretty sure I mean, you can. I, I will, but there you go. One of these days. Um, then after that, we go to. We're on our way to Condon, and somewhere along Wait, the way, pause. Actually, maybe we should do it this way. You want to? Should we tell our stories from from camp around Century Drive, or should we? My story's boring. Yeah, mine I mean, was I pretty tell good, it, but it's it's boring. Are we gonna let Christian finish and then go back and? I mean, there's not my, not much not much with my mine, day anything. one was like this. Ladies and gentlemen, you are seeing how the sausage is made. It's very disorganized. <laughs> I'll edit this out later. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll edit that out later. Um, I'm going to make you a t-shirt. To, so I'll, edit, I'll that, edit that out later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'll make one for Christian that says it ran great yesterday. <laughs> ran and parked. Um, fucking somewhere on the way to Condon, uh, I noticed is like an hour before uh my handling riding the bike was getting a little wobbly and weird and i didn't really know what it was um then clicked in my mind oh yeah my uh my plug is probably a little leaky and i'm losing air pressure um and that's like that was before we even hit the gravel in on the way to that uh barn in the middle of nowhere the eight and a half miles of gravel yeah it was kind of garbage but uh we'll get into that more detail later so we get into the campsite after a whole lot of gravel and yeah tires low so i'm like okay i probably did a shitty job with that patch and lo and behold no there's a new hole in the tire like well it's getting late i don't want to fuck with this right now we'll do it in the morning so are you seeing the benefits of getting tires before they wear out yet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I, I, am. I did a post about this on my Instagram where I was showing how thin tires got before they hit the wear bars. And oh yeah, apparently you missed that. Well, or you saw it and you just didn't think it applied to you. 
I don't think I even saw it, but I definitely would have ignored it. Yeah. Yeah, most people do. Yeah. Um, uh, you had something else happen day two, the morning of day two, before you left for your century. What was it? Was it helping Doug? No. No. Your bike. My bike? Yeah. Yeah, remember? remember? The handlebars. No. The- oh, the handlebars. Yeah. My, so when I got towed, uh, the freaking guy, the AAA dude, who says he was a rider, we were talking about riding the whole time, he uh, tied the bike down with via the handlebars. And it's like, dude, he could use the forks, the frame, anything, the tire. I don't fucking care, but he tied it down. It's pretty with- common with dirt bikes to do it that way because yeah. they're just so lightweight. But yeah, like it could have worked, but I, it's, I need dirt bikes. I need people who ride dirt bikes. I respect you. I don't. That's not my style. Like I've done it once, literally one time. I didn't enjoy it, but it's a thing and it's really cool. And more power to you if you do. You're not a motorcyclist, though, unless you ride on oh. the road. Oh, oh. Harsh. hard disagree. Harsh. Hard, hard uh, disagree. Dirt is fun. But no, I'm not saying that it's not fun, and I'm not saying it's not great, and I'm not saying that yeah. you're not skilled, because all of those things are true, but the way that you handle and manage a dirt bike is totally entirely different, different than how yeah, you handle totally and manage different. a road I, bike. That's I all I'm saying. I'll agree it's to different. that, but I've heard you say that people that ride scooters are motorcyclists. No, before. I just wave at them like they're motorcyclists, because I want Pretend. them to feel like they're not left out. I just... I, I just strongly disagree. I think that anybody on two wheels is on two wheels, but yes, I'm not trying to disparage dirt bikes. Oh, I'm just trying to say the machine. <laughs> you did. I'm walking it back because I fucked up and overspoke. Okay, it's okay. I'm not trying to say that they're yeah. not skilled. I feel like that kid. The, the machines are right different. Now, rubbing dirt in your mouth. Going, yeah, take absolutely. it back. You just, take no. it back. <laughs> the machines are different. They are. They are. Yeah, it's a totally yeah. different experience. It requires a million times more skill to rip dirt, a dirt bike dude. than it does to ride a street bike. Dirt kicks my ass a yeah. lot. But, it so, you know, does. But they're so, not real bikers. Anyways. They don't ride Harley. Um, I'm so, just saying, trip, if this guy who fucked up and... and he was and, not a dirt bike rider. He was okay. a cruiser dude. Well, well, cruiser sport bike guy. He couldn't really decide. Okay. Um, well, then I retract all of my statements. And his wife doesn't want him to ride all that. Anyway, sounds like he needs a new wife. It sounds like he needs a new life. Um, so he fucks up the handlebars. Uh, I got these cheapo aluminum handlebars, um, straight from the slow boat. And when he pulled them, when he strapped it down, it pulled them forward, like toward the tank and fucked up the knurls on it. So, uh, that was another part of the struggle was getting to camp. It was like my handlebars were just floppy and wouldn't, stay in place no matter how much i tightened them i tried and you wrote it like that yeah it was hell yeah yeah i got there and then uh (laughs) and then uh you had a brilliant idea of cutting up a uh beer can yeah using beer can shim it up yeah shim it up i've been known to to be able to fix a thing or two so that was one of the great things about having friends on a run is figuring out borrowing tools because uh stephanie had the right size um allen wrenches to do it so that was yeah great it all came back together again that was thanks to me yes stephanie's toolkit was put together by me before she left i help everybody don't uh adam don't don't pull a muscle there patting yourself on the back <laughs> oh patting myself on the back i was rubbing the head of my dick <laughs> <laughs> there it is again <laughs> you're welcome troll famidor uh, uh no, yeah, and that brings up another thing. Like, I love helping people. I love, like, being that guy for people. But if that's all you're going to do is text me whenever something breaks and not invite me to go hang out, you're pretty quickly going to start getting ignored. And there's, like, five people that have texted me incessantly over the last, like, summer. And every time they text me, they're asking for a favor, and I just I don't respond. And she's like, and then they text me, they're like, why didn't you respond? I ignore that, too. Like, Text me about something where you're not asking for help once. Hey, Just how you doing? once. Yeah. Not, that. are you still alive? Why didn't you respond to me asking you to come work on my motorcycle for free? I just need like, you know, four hours of your time and expertise to, you know, do this job for free. That's all. Yeah. Should be no big deal. I'll give I'm, you a can of hams mm. for your struggles. I love pork soda. 
So that uh, okay, don't that, you sorry. disparage the, me. That was derailed. The beer can handlebar shim is still there, still working great. It's probably going to be there forever until the I next should, donor. Takes I it actually apart should and finds go it. through and edit that part out because I turned into a dickhead there. I'm like, oh, be a prick for a second. Because I fuck mean, y'all. It, not any more, not any more of a dick than I was for. Uh, it's, like not even Flaming implying, dirt. but flat out stating that dirt bikes are not <laughs> fucking weirdo. <laughs> so no, that's that's good. To, that was a good story too. Fixing like the handlebars. Seth, the guy who loves two strokes but hates dirt bikes. I don't like two strokes. What makes you think <laughs> I like two strokes? Go back and listen to fucking to to Becca's episode and tell me you don't love two smokes. I mean, they sound cool. Makes cats go fast. <laughs> anyway. Condon sucked. Uh, I mean, was a place. That we <laughs> uh, Condon was a place that we. So were- I don't. I don't want to talk too much shit. I, I don't want to be that guy. The eight miles of gravel was fucking pretty ridiculous. It was the gravel was a tease too because like we did a little bit of gravel and it's like then it then we got back on pavement. It's like oh that wasn't that bad. Then there's more gravel. Yeah, there was just enough pavement to hit like a hundred and ten, and then it was gravel yeah, again. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I I clocked it because i was curious it was three and a half miles of gravel and then about a mile and a half of pavement and then five more miles of gravel is a tease not a good one and then we found out leaving that we could have gone down to the next road and taken a beautiful road in that would have been it would have cut off the it would have been a beautiful ride and would have cut off the three first three and a half miles of gravel it's true bummer yeah I would have highly preferred that. The way out was way better than the way in. So on the way in for me, I was getting that wobble in the rear tire because of uh, losing air. Found they call that lack of maintenance. Yes. What they, yeah, it okay. is. hundred <laughs> percent. I didn't know you rode a Dyna. Yeah. Kawasaki Dyna. Yes. Wobbles. We wobbles wobble. more. Fall down. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, get to camp, and it's like, I don't know, it's getting to be dusk. And like, I just don't want to fuck with this right now. And I found uh, um, who was John's friend, Ian, had an air compressor. And uh, other people had plugs, too. So I'm like, I'll just plug it in the morning, borrow Ian's air compressor. We do that. It's fine. Um, Are you using rope plugs or mushroom plugs? Rope, I guess. Well, you would know it either looks like a mushroom or it doesn't. It doesn't look like a mushroom. Does it look like a rope? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, And my kit didn't come with the rubber cement, which kind of sucked. You don't need rubber cement if you're using rope plugs. The plug, the rope is supposed to be coated in it. It is. It just makes it easier. I still put my, my rope kit came with rubber cement and just double down. Really? I've never seen that. Every, every rope kit that I've seen, it's just like you get the gooey rope and the little plunger Sometimes they give you a little KY jelly to kind of put your finger around the hole a little bit before you just start like that's what massaging. That's rubber cement. It's rubber cement. Yeah. And it's then it vulcanizes. Well, yeah, is it? it is. The one yeah. that... Uh, I mean, the one I have was rubber cement. Yeah. Awesome. So, got it plugged in the morning. We had, you know, the granola bar for breakfast. So, we go into Condon to get What did you have breakfast. for dinner? Dinner? Yeah. Uh, sec- on Condon? Have those spaghetti? Cold cold noodles with some canned tomatoes and hamburger? Exactly. Yeah. And some salad? Fucking great. I Is like it? spaghetti. I do. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than a real well-done spaghetti, like a delicious, properly executed spaghetti. Yeah. No, when it's done right, it's big really fan. good. Big fan I'm of a huge really, fan of like yep. really well-done spaghetti. Is that what we had? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, Do you think that's um, what we had? so we went to breakfast at, in Condon, which was I don't know, that wasn't that far away, and in getting into town, and uh, Hotel Condon, the Continental breakfast was amazing. I'm glad that they uh, figured out a way to get some of us in there. Um, coming out of breakfast, I see a flat rear tire again, and I'm like, well, fuck. This Jesus. is news to me. I didn't know that. I thought your I thought your your beer can shims was the last problem on the road. No. Oh well, fuck. No, I. Uh, he needed get, a new tire like a month before he I, left. Oh man, a couple weeks at least. Like I should have replaced it after the one k, which <clears> was <throat> the weekend before, but no time. I mean, if I planned, yeah, I could have had time, but I didn't plan. Yeah, totally on me. Um, 
So coming out of breakfast, I see a flat tire and I just tell Doug and the other guys I've been riding with, like, don't wait up on me. I'm going to do this again. I limped it up around the block to the gas station. They had an air compressor and I spent the next little bit of time plugging it for the third time. Was it another new hole? Yeah, it was a third new hole. No, none of the other <laughs> so, ones blew when out. we started this adventure so something this about, conversation. Some, somebody said something about replacing your tires before they need to be replaced. I didn't I don't get remember. the memo. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to clear this up. Like, I thought this was going to be like a 20 minute, my Oregon run story. We're like 45 minutes in. Excellent. And poor Christian's Sorry. on his fourth flat tire. <laughs> no, broken hand of ours. It's the morning I, yeah. of day two and I we got two days left. Four, fourth, but third plug. I mean, that was the last of it. So after putting the third plug in there, everybody had already gassed up and gone. So I did my own casual limp up um from condon to i don't even remember where i went but nice little cruise through the uh, the part people want to hear about what what roads you took like i totally forgot yeah so you don't know anything really entertaining you just want to talk about how often your bike broke it was a fun drive on my own but like i couldn't i didn't have the confidence to actually like rip or do anything our listeners don't want to hear about that they they want no. to hear about cool roads they'll, they'll and fun hear about times. your story because you know all the names of roads and all that shit. Wow. Sorry. Well, Christian, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> you were <laughs> a right, real fucking wet blanket this morning. Like, <laughs> no, don't, I'm just, don't I'm shit kidding. in this guy's cornflakes. I made it to Lyle and got there real early. So early they said uh, you need to leave and go somewhere else and come back later at 5 o'clock when we're allowed to be here. Like, all right fine mm. took a nap uh lyle was i mean final night that was a lot of fun did you wind up um, ripping that dirt hill or anything fun no i'm not gonna do that on a three plug tire i mean you might as well at that point like, <laughs> i wanted what to are you still gonna do? make Pop it home tire? <laughs> put another hole in it now just blow out the whole thing have it explode no i took it easy um and then the rest of the party was great yeah did you get your face on night three a little bit nice it was a fun time i did not <clears throat> yeah you guys had uh somebody with some struggles and you had struggles well no we didn't have a whole lot of struggles we just we'll, we'll i'll get into that in my story but uh yeah i don't know it was i wish i did all the tire maintenance beforehand and all that so i could have had a nice cool clean rip through but now you thing. know like don't, don't it's it's was it worth the oh yeah three extra dollars of wear that you got on your tire for all the struggles you went through over the course of the weekend? I mean, I'm sure that that added to your adventure. Like it overall, it made it more exciting and more fun. But sure. wouldn't you have rather gone in with a fresh tire and just not dealt with that bullshit? I didn't think it was that bad, but it was. That's the other thing that I've noticed is people with motorcycles never think their tire is that bad. Yeah. It's like, it's not that bad. It's always worse than you think it is. I did the 1K the weekend before, and everything was fine and dandy, and I didn't pay enough attention to how much wear was on it. Year one of the Oregon run, year one for me, year two of the Oregon run, Sean Smith looked at my bike, and I was like, I've got enough tread to get through the Oregon run, and he looks at my tire and he goes, you might make it through the weekend. And that was enough for me. I immediately was online ordering a set of tires so that I could replace them before I left. Yeah. I used to push my rear tires pretty far until one day I was down visiting my dad and I was like, yeah, I got to, I got to put a new tire on here when I get back up to Portland. He's like, I wouldn't ride back to Portland on that tire. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I mean, I can still, I'm not even at the wear bar yet. And so he had a brand new tire sitting in the garage he's like i'm about ready to put that one on my bike and i look at it he's like he's like push on it you know check it out pick it up and so i look at it i'm like yeah he's like now go look at that one in the yard that hasn't hit the wear bars yet he's like push on the center of it and the whole fucking tire collapsed under my thumb Mm -hmm. he's like you know pick it up and see how much it weighs and like there was nothing to it and he's like so i know how you ride and you're gonna go Mm -hmm. do 100 miles an hour 110 miles an hour on that piece of shit tire good luck getting home and that was the last thing he said to me about it. <laughs> I mean, I made it home on it, but <laughs> I mean, you did it anyway. <laughs> but ever since then, 
He I, told me, and I listened to his words, and then I did it anyway. <laughs> well, and then from there, I, I order my tires early now. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I order the tire well before I need it, and then change it out when I need to change it out. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah, and you catch them on sale that way, too. It's like, just buy a tire whenever it's on sale. Yeah. And put it on the shelf, you know? And then as soon as you change your tire out, start looking for the next sale. So on the, the post gun run look at me up. look at me talking about my privilege being able to afford more than one tire at a time wow uh, fucking wealthy it's not very uh, woke of you adam it's so, all because of this podcast you know how much money i make on this podcast like negative negative four hundred dollars a month like that sounds about right yeah that's what i'm making on this podcast right now i gotta so, tell you this <clears throat> this 45 dollar bottle is phenomenal Oh, compared to the ten dollar bottle, you could it's you you couldn't night and day. You couldn't you couldn't pay me ten dollars to buy that ten dollar bottle is, of whiskey. Is I was have, really hoping. I was I was so when I saw that they were the same brand and everything, I was like, I'm gonna blow everybody away. I'm gonna surprise everybody with this ten dollar bottle of whiskey. It is not a surprise. It nope. tastes like a ten dollar bottle of whiskey. So sure the does. the forty five small batch. How is it compared to other forty five dollar bottles? I mean, so in my opinion. This is a $45 bottle of whiskey that tastes like a $60 bottle of whiskey. That's where I'm at with it. I don't know if I've ever had a $60 bottle of whiskey. I mean, well, go pour yourself some of that rabbit hole that's behind me. Mm. Or the Calamay. I mean, it's good. Um, Oh, yeah. So the listeners out there, if you don't follow my Instagram, you don't know. But there is some really fucking good whiskey in the podcast studio these days. I've got Rabbit Hole. I've got Calamay. I've got the Old Portrero. Uh, E.J. Taylor small batch. I've got the Lagavulin, uh, some Nika coffee still. Like we really stocked it up over the winter. It is fucking decent. And also, I wouldn't mind having Easy Rider back as a sponsor so that I can force all you fucking guesties to drink the Easy Rider while I drink the good shit. There was a lot of Easy Rider at. Oh, they sponsored whole, it this year. I know. Yeah, I set that it up was, before I left. They kept... <laughs> <laughs> it was like everywhere I turned, there was another one of them handing out the little airplane shots. They're awesome. I love Easy Rider. Like for... Okay, so price point, drinkability, and the way that they are involved in the motorcycle community, I love Easy Rider to no end. They're really putting the effort out there. They're showing up and giving their product to everybody who wants to be involved. And that's amazing. Love those guys. Um, my tastes are a little different than the product they put out, but uh, they do they do the Eagle Rare? No, but they, they have a higher end version that I want to try, but I haven't gotten a bottle of it yet. Yeah, I don't remember who. It's Hood River Distillery. I mean, kind of. So they make HRD. Well, yeah, they make HRD. They don't make... Easy Rider. They so they order barrels out of a brick house in Kentucky, and it's like a real Kentucky bourbon that they just put Oregon water in. Hmm. So it's actually a decent bourbon. It's just not my particular uh, flavor profile. So on a sorry, that was another very very quickly <laughs> drive home the point of uh, check your tire. The uh, I didn't do much riding after the Oregon run because I was busy with other shit and has gone for a little bit, but like a, a couple small trips around town, I was uh, across town from home um, and uh, checked my tire pressure just to make sure I was still good because I still had three plugs in it from the run. And I noticed uh, there's a lot more wear than what should be there. And I saw some cords showing like, okay, yeah, this tire is fucked. Yeah, the last, so you'll look at a tire and think, oh, I've got a thousand miles left on this tire because I've worn it down this much in the yeah. last 4,000 miles. No, nah. no, the, the nah. last part of that tire goes so quick. Very. It's because yep. the, the tire's smaller, mm-hmm. so it's rotating faster. And so the the like X number of miles that you do on it is exponential because the, the, the tire's doing more rotations per mile because it's smaller. Yeah. Makes sense. So it just wears out quick. And there's not as much material to disperse the heat. What do you got over there? Double Mountain Hopped Whiskey. Oh, that exists. See? That bright idea I gave you earlier on what to do with your hops. Well, now you know. 
It's a thing. Uh, I'm pointing out that I really like weeded whiskeys and weeded bourbons a lot. Uh, I thought that I was a rye guy. I do. I love rye whiskeys, but when it comes to like a sitting and sipping kind of thing, like weeded, I, I didn't know. Like nobody puts their mash bill on their labels. And then I started doing a bunch of research on, on whiskeys that I like. And it turns out all of my top ones are all weeded. Whee, 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 Goes okay, out and buys on. another motorcycle that has like half Talk about tread privilege. on the tires. Yeah, tell me about your white privilege, there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like doing maintenance on my bike, so I'm going to buy a new it one and sell mine. <laughs> very convenient. Literally just happened yesterday. Yeah, I know it but, just happened yesterday. Doesn't change the fact that it happened. <laughs> you <laughs> no, you were saying something about the last day leaving the last day. Yeah, were you not? No, no, he, oh, well, he got around to the tire wearing out. Yeah, stuff, I just so. took it really easy on the way home the final day. Uh, Which way did you go back? 14. Um, and that that was rough. Like, I don't know what it was if it was just being partying every night and yeah. then being on adrenaline for not being sure if my bike was going to make it throughout the day for three and a half yeah. days straight or whatever it was, but the final day and then the day after was fucking rough um on the way home i went i rode with uh john gardner and ian and matt and we stopped for lunch but we were all basically falling asleep in the booth sitting there and uh slowly made it home and the day after i pretty much slept most of the time nice tried to go to work but that was pointless well, for me, like... No, I always take the day off after the run. Oh, yeah, you have to. Buffer. Yeah. You need a, you need a vacation from your vacation. Uh, my run was pretty awesome. My brother came up. It was his first time going on the Oregon run. Uh, we were at the Jupiter Hotel, and I was super excited because it was just going to be me, my brother, his buddy, and then maybe Seth was going to tag along with us for part of it. And I was like, this is going to be perfect. It's just going to be like the four, maybe five of us by the for the weekend. And uh, by the time I left out of the Jupiter, I had a dozen bikes following me. And then we went up to CC to get a cup of coffee. And by the time I left CC, there was 21 bikes following me. And the last thing I wanted to do that weekend was lead a fucking group ride. Like, I did not want to do it. So I did what anybody else in my position would do, hammer down. And figure that just the wheat from the chaff, so to so to speak, yeah. ripped as hard as I could to Mill City. Got lunch. Uh, the the people that kept up and the people that showed up before I finished my sandwich were allowed to pick back up with us. We ripped off again. Went to went to Lapine. Uh, same experience. Cold. Fucking drinking. Having a good time. Woke up the next morning. Got breakfast. Got gas. Hit Century Drive. Uh, when we pulled on to Century Drive out of Lapine, there was a silver truck in front of us, and I just hammered right out and got it up to about you know triple digits and just kind of lived there for a while and was having fun. Checked my rearview mirrors, and there was nobody behind me. Like, this straight stretch was an easy mile, mile and a half, and I couldn't see anybody back there. And I was like, well, we're all meeting up up at Elk Lake. I'll just kind of keep the hammer down and go. Mm-hmm. So I just kept ripping, having a good time, got to the turn off at Elk Lake, parked, Everybody showed up. My brother pulls up alongside me laughing. He's like, you uh, you know what happened back there? I'm like, no, dude. Did you guys like have a breakdown or something? Like just dragging ass this morning, not feeling it? He's like, that uh, that silver truck you passed was a cop. Oops. He just, he's like, we decided to stay behind him. You just went right around him. <laughs> you must have been moving because he decided you weren't worth chasing. <laughs> <laughs> well. So we went uh, down this gravel road at Elk Lake, hung out there for a while, and we heard this pack of bikes go by. And we were at Elk Lake for another 10 minutes, 
and then pushed our bikes out, went down the gravel road, got back out on the road, and we caught that pack of bikes before we got into to bend. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, So that was a highlight. And then from there, it was just like cutting people off, cutting people off, getting people out of the group. And finally, like day three, my bike broke down on the bridge in Biggs Junction. Oh, I guess we should talk about Condon a little bit. Uh, after we left camp, we went in to go get breakfast in Condon. And apparently you and all your fucking buddies had beat us to the breakfast place your, yeah. because it was just packed. So I'm like, like, hey, guess what? Wasco is just over the hill. Let's go drop down into Wasco and get breakfast. Um, turns out to get to Wasco, you got to go through uh, Cottonwood Canyon, Hayes Canyon. So and it's not so much just over the hill as it is like... 50 miles of just ripping twisties and canning carving. It was awesome. We get into Wasco and there's no food in Wasco. So there's this lady pushing a baby carriage across the street and you just hear somebody holler out, where are we got some fucking food? And so she directed (laughs) us to a steakhouse in another town up over the hill. So we ripped another like 30, 40 miles of twisties and popped out in uh, Rufus and went and got some T-bones and, breakfast steaks and that's then, a long uh, track for breakfast yeah it was awesome so we got breakfast get back on the road big junction get gas and uh we were heading over the bridge to uh bob's texas t-bone yeah that place was great i would go there again would, absolutely would do hand cut steaks uh they just they have their own cattle or they buy it from a local rancher and they just get sides of beef and they hack their own steaks and cook it there it's fucking great like, yeah and Real it was really reasonable. Like like a, a sixteen ounce ribeye ribeye was what, twenty three bucks or something? Like yeah. totally fair. Less than what you pay at the supermarket for a raw steak. And they cook it and give you two sides. Like it's great. Hmm. But uh my shift linkage broke in the middle of the bridge going into uh coming out of Biggs Junction and that kind of gave me an opportunity to to cut off a few other people I wanted to get rid of. Um unfortunately Aaron got wrapped up in that shit and I love Aaron and I love riding with that guy and I wanted to keep him in our little group after I fixed my bike, but he unfortunately got sucked into the group that I was telling to go away and go on their own. Um, but yeah, fixed my bike with some, uh, some zip ties to hold the shift linkage together, rode out the weekend, um, decided we didn't want to stay at camp that night, got a hotel in hood river, stayed in hood river. And then, uh, Next morning, after dealing with uh, a bike that was breaking down over the weekend, which is more Seth's story to tell, where we get done eating breakfast and Seth and I are sitting there bullshitting. He's like, "So you got broken shift linkage, and you know we just came over the Hood River Bridge, and we were talking about how shitty the Bridge of the Gods is. We're gonna ride over Bridge of the Gods and go do another <laughs> couple hundred miles before we go home." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, bud. Yeah, yep. that's exactly what we're going to do. Adam took me to the Pendleton factory store for my first time. I was a little oh. bummed that their factory is not open and operating and also not. They're not uh, doing tours. They're not doing tours. Oh, yeah, they're still running the factory, but they're not doing tours. They just started. I talked, I asked the guy. They had had it all shut down for a while because oh, of wow. COVID distancing and stuff like that. They got it back up and running, but they weren't doing tours. But I That's spent crazy. They spent a ridiculous amount of money. Knowing what that factory does. Yeah. I'm really surprised that they had enough like enough product and back stock to hold them through for that long. That's how you run a fucking company. Seriously. Like they can close up that factory for a year and still be p- supplying that much yarn and wool around the country. Yeah. It was not quite a year, but it was a good chunk of time. Yeah. According to the clerk at the, the store. I mean, that's wow. impressive. That's very impressive. helpful. If you ever go there on a motorcycle, just so you know, they'll ship your shit to you for free. Yeah, that cost you an extra 500 bucks, I'm sure. Wow. Like, oh, this shit won't fit on my motorcycle. I don't have to buy that. They're like, we'll ship it for you. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I took the blanket that I bought, and then I had them ship everything else. Yeah, and then we went and, uh, what, we rode 500, 503? Oh, yeah, we like had totally forgot we did that loop. I was like, your bike's all about to shit out, man. Are you sure you want to go? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah so we did a... Uh, we did some Washington riding and then came back into Oregon and I had shift linkage sitting on the shelf. So I was able to fix it as soon as we got back. But yeah, uh, ultimately like 
I loved everything about the the roads and stuff. I uh, I didn't look at a map the whole fucking weekend. I didn't uh, I didn't plan anything. Yeah. I was just like, my brother's up here. I'm going to show him the roads that I'm going to take. And I know these are the three towns that the campsites are in. So that's where we're going to wind up. And I just took him on my favorite roads to ride. We did the Primeville Reservoir. We did the Painted Hills. You oh, know. yeah. We did tons of great shit. It was just all views and twisty-ass ripping roads the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, visiting Painted Hills was fun. I've been there once before, but getting some other people there for the first time was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to pause this for a sec. And we're off. Okay. I don't know why he keeps snapping like he's... Well, that one I'm actually going to come back and take out like half a second of that. Sure he is. So Christian made it uh, made it home, didn't die. That's good. I made it home, didn't die. I made it home, didn't yeah. die. Obviously, since we're after the run and we're here. Not time traveling. Yeah. I wish I could time travel. It'd be cool. Fuck. I'm telling you, nonlinear <laughs> time, that's where it's at. Yeah, I guess. Haven't you? You apparently haven't watched the series Loki. Uh, dude, so, okay, so this is, this is the end of episode one. We're at an hour. <laughs> yeah. Time, we're going to. Faded out here. We come back Loki. and Seth and I are going to talk about the uh, the thrills of passing a Ducati seven four eight on a downhill, <laughs> twistiest section of fucking two oh seven that exists. Seriously, get your shit. Get you, just get all just get all your shit. Put it in a backpack. Put it, put it in a backpack. <laughs> just get your shit together. So we'll talk about all that when we come back. <laughs> you uh, know why you had problems with your motorcycle asshole? Because you're a stupid fucking mullet. Ugh, so get a we'll, haircut. Wait, that that's episode two. <laughs> no, it's the teaser for episode two. <laughs> oh, yeah, cliffhanger. <laughs> ah! Shut the fuck up. 